Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Trek Talk with Tech and Kirk. I'm Techman16. And I'm Techman16. And I'm Techman16. I'm Australian Toaster Biscuits. I don't know what your guys' problem is. I guess we have a few more Techman16s that appear on stage. Would you like to introduce yourselves? I'm Techman16. I'm Techman16. <laughs> I'm going to take a hard pass. <laughs> <laughs> Real hard, long, never mind. Oh, God. Oh, go ahead and finish that sentence. Yeah, please do. Please finish your thought. I'm, I'm kind of interested to hear the rest as well. Um, Gay? I was going to say biscotti. What are you all thinking? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's where my head was going. That Phoenix is Italian lover? God damn it, right when I fucking mute, too. I... <laughs> <laughs> Nobody laughed. I was like, did I cross the line? <laughs> that sounded funny in my head. Smith says many things do. You always cross the line. We were waiting for Phoenix's reaction. Phoenix knows I love him. Not in the way he would probably like or be disappointed by. Yeah, yeah, you mouthy fucking bitch. Your bird. Uh, no, actually, the see. Then I forget to me. I was spraying bleach. That that was bleach. Uh, that could have been me pouring bourbon. Ah, uh, that too. Oh, because I thought your bird was cussing at Occam's at the same time. I'm like, that would have been kind of cool. That would have been kind of cool. Give it time. I'd buy a pack for that. You'd buy a pack for anything. I've slowed down a bit. Not as much as you, but you're at a higher ops level, Occam's. Than handy. Yeah. Yeah. I've been there a long time, too. Whatever, that, that comment didn't make sense. Anyways, moving on. We are in between shows to talk about. The Orville ended. Strange New Worlds ended. We're still waiting for uh, Lower Decks to come out, which, which will be, what, next week? I'm sure as soon as it comes out, I will not watch it. Why not? I don't know. Just something with cartoons and Trek. I feel like it's going to ruin it for me. For shame. I I felt the same way, but it it's the shit. Maybe I'll watch it, but I haven't watched any of it, so I'd have to start You know, you've not watched the first two seasons. I haven't watched nothing. Nothing. You need to binge it. Yeah. I don't have time for that. We get a uh, season of Cobra Kai in a few weeks. No. No. Uh, Shit is awesome. You guys don't like that. You have no fucking taste. Yeah, we're not talking about that. Fucking Phoenix and I'll live stream that shit. Why are you name dropping me? I'm trying to clean my goddamn bathroom and I hear my name and then I miss a bit and I'm like, oh, you motherfucker. But I agree with whatever you just said. It sounded like I should just agree. He, he said he said that you were going to watch Cobra Kai with him. Oh, yeah, that sounds so neat. Um, yeah, Occam's nobody fucking cares. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck that is. It's probably one of the worst shows to come. Wow, are you shitting me? That show's awful. The fuck? Show's incredible. I watched a few episodes. Of, like fuck, guys. That's why we can't have nice things. I haven't watched the the series. I have seen that it has gotten some critical acclaim. But uh, I think after four Karate Kid movies, or 
five, I think. It it makes fun of itself, tongue in cheek. It's not it's not a continuation of the story. It's 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 fucking Daniel Russo and Johnny Lawrence is a bunch of fucking old dudes who can't get over that they did karate in their childhood. It's fucking hilarious. It, the, the show comes on and it smells like fucking old sweat socks in a gym. I guess you're the only one that actually likes them. Well, I, I haven't watched it. Could be good, could be not. But if you turn your TV on and it smells like old socks in a gym, you should probably clean behind your TV. My t- back of my TV is fine. It's just after effects of the stroke. Anyways, Lower Decks premieres on August 25th for tw- 10 episodes. Is it going to get just released like one a week? Is that how they do those? Yes. On Paramount Plus. Is it syndicated anywhere else? Nope. Can you still get the old ones on? It, it migrated a lot. It started out like horribly on like uh, YouTube Red, which was a horrible fucking idea. And then it went to what? Hulu? No, it was always on Paramount Plus. No, it started out on YouTube Red. It was the only place you could fucking get it. Really? For the first season. Yeah. It was the worst subscription model of all time. And then I, th- I thought you... No, it wasn't. You're incorrect. Where could you get it? Only on Paramount Plus. It was exclusive because it is <gasps> Paramount. <laughs> I'm still talking about Cobra Kai. Just to fuck with you guys. Jesus. Oh, for... You've got one more time to bring that fucking shit up. I swear to God. I was, I was pretty certain you were having a stroke. I think we all concur. Hawkins, Hawkins was having a stroke. But yeah, first, actually, technically, first season of Lower Decks was CBS All Access, but now it's rebranded to Paramount Plus. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was on the, the CBS shit. But it, it is it is funny because it's uh, it's run by Mike McMahon, who's actually a Star Trek fan, and there are so many references. There's some that even go over my head. I have to rewatch the episode like a couple times to, to get all the references. I mean, there was a point when it was out and Discovery was out, and you were just like, Lord Dex is truer to Star Trek than this shit. Yes. I, I feel like the writers of, of Lower Dex saw all the episodes many times of all the series, and then the writers of Discovery like heard about an episode from a friend at a coffee shop over green tea. Absolutely. Yeah. Lower Dex, if you... The fucking the references and, and the callbacks and shit like that, you can tell whoever did that had had you know the very intimate knowledge of old trek stuff and then yeah i'm I'm with occam's they were like what is the show about it's about people in a futuristic society that go into space and they're like that's all we need we'll make it we'll make it up for me yeah. you know that description kind of reminds me of the uh the kevin smith story about writing uh superman if has anybody here ever seen the avatar show and then watched the last airbender movie Yes. Yeah. To me, that's exactly what it was. It was like, like if M Night Shyamalan was going to do Star Trek, that's what Discovery would be. They made another Airbender. <laughs> uh, they're actually coming out with a live action show, if I'm not mistaken. I have watched the first. Is there how many more than one is there? Well, you have the the original show that had like uh, what four seasons, right? And then you had they came out with the movie three. Um, oh yeah, three seasons. That's right, because they didn't do air, right? They had just water, earth, fire, and then 
you had the movie which came out which was fucking terrible was horrible everybody's name was mispronounced they just made shit up and then you had uh the one with the legend of Korra and that one was cool cuz everybody like they liked the fact that Korra was like bisexual and then uh it was actually it was, it was a good show and then now they think they're coming out with or maybe it's close to being out um the live action avatar yeah it was supposed to be it was supposed to be um live action but the creators the original creators of avatar they kind of split now show that was supposed to be a netflix only original is in the hands of some other people oh man i would have liked to see how they did a live action show hopefully it would have been better than the the movie i I really liked uh the last airbender yeah the the show was good i could take a shit more entertaining than that movie though so the movie was fucking terrible my wife she had never seen it and because she, she had seen the show, and I was talking about the show, and she was like, or I was talking about the movie, and she's like, yeah, I don't know, I've never seen it. I said, finally, so we watched it, and I look over halfway through the movie, and she's, like, playing on her phone. Okay, so don't watch the movie, got it. Yeah, it is, it's pretty bad. Um, it's, it's another one of those things where M. Night Shyamalan takes something, and it, it's one of those um, overindulgence and creative, um, what's the word I'm looking for, creative uh, liberties, artistic liberties. <laughs> So that's what that's what happened, and uh, I think the only decent movie that he ever did was the fucking the Alien one, and even then it was like still kind of silly. Oh, that's right, the Alien one. I thought the Sixth Sense was was his well most well known one. Signs was good. I I, I enjoyed it. Um, it was really. I I like signs are right but living in in seattle i was just like what so they're never gonna bother trying to invade because it never fucking stops raining i thought that part was like a little silly like like oh my god there's aliens and then at the end it's like it's like there's roving bands of teenagers killing aliens with squirt pistols yeah yeah it's just the whole premise like you're invading a planet where water falls from the sky constantly and you couldn't design a fucking you like you guys travel through space, but umbrellas fucking beyond you. Yeah, hundred percent. Like, like imagine like the part two where they discover like raincoats, <laughs> like show up looking like the fucking New England fishermen on the side of the fish stick box. I like fish sticks. I'm gonna swerve the conversation. Anybody ever watch any other Gene Roddenberry properties, such as? Uh, Earth's Final Conflict or Andromeda? Uh, a little bit of Andromeda. I think I saw like three or four episodes of Andromeda, and I'm like, well, maybe it'll get better. Maybe it'll get yeah, it ain't getting any better. I'm out. Yes, ditto. I, I never really got into that much. I think the most things I did was I watched Battlestar Galactica, the old school and the remake. I watched all of that. And then Farscape. I actually enjoyed Farscape. It was really cheesy, but it was still it was pretty entertaining. I'm with you. I liked Farscape. Farscape was good, especially uh, what's her name, Zan, with those the big mega torpedo titties. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. And let's see. Pretty much, I watched some Stargate stuff because my wife was into it. So I haven't seen all of it, but like I understand the premise. I know the characters. You know, I don't know the whole storyline, but like I get it. I know enough to be able to understand if some, when somebody people are talking about it i've watched every stargate at least two or three times 
<laughs> Stargate was fun. I fucking love Stargate. I love that show. I mean, I can sum up the premise of Stargate. They travel to other worlds and they meet aliens. And instead of the prime directive, oh, we cannot contaminate a culture, Stargate's whole premise was, your gods are false. Here, take these guns. Yeah, you can tell that you you can tell the U.S. was involved. Yep, it was the United States Air Force. This is before the Space Force. I think Boom and Occam's, and I, I think that anyway. I'm sure we can have an offline conversation about that because I have jokes that they would appreciate, and I'm sure they have jokes that I would appreciate. Anyway, moving on. And '90s was a was a great time for sci-fi. So many shows. Now you don't. Really, Avalon Five. That's that's the shit for me. Enjoyed that quite a bit. I really, I feel like back then, people. I don't. What's the way to put it? Like the expectations of, like the metrics for which you would gauge the watchability of something. Like for example, I like Farscape, but. I don't like Farscape enough to go out of my way to watch it if something better is going on, right? Like, that's not that's not what I like it. However, it's like nowadays, unless a show is just fucking riveting, people say it sucks. Like, things can be entertaining and still not be, like, super awesome. You know? In the same way that a Mustang is pretty quick. Yeah, it's not a fucking F1 car, right? But it's still pretty quick. Like, it'd still be enjoyable to drive. And I don't know, I just feel like back then people would, uh, they weren't as harsh on things as they are now. Like everything has to be perfect now or it sucks. Well, I, I think that just goes to the culture that has been engendered where it, it's all polarized. It's just either 100% or 0%. There's, there's no fucking curve. You can't say like, oh, you know, that was a solid B minus. Like, Am I going to buy that movie maybe and keep it or, you know, buy that series? Or, no, but was it enjoyable while I watched it? Yeah, sure. You know, it, it wasn't bad. Instead, now, yeah, like you said, because it's the same thing with food, politics. It it just feels like everything nowadays. It either just has to be shit or amazing. And those are the only answers people give. Part of it is the budget for a sci-fi show is in the clouds right now. Like, what was it, the last reports? Star Trek Discovery? Eight to ten million dollars an episode when Star Trek Voyager had eight to ten million dollars per season or something. Um, So you have a lot more that goes into a show. So if you don't generate the kind of revenue that would make your money back on a season... And they're not going to put that much effort into it. Now, if you have independent, you know, writers, directors, whatever, that could generate revenue outside of the the megalithic giants that have been uh, gobbled up, then you could see viability of other shows that are B minus or B plus, or some, sometimes they'd probably be better written shows than some of the stuff that's out there. But you just don't have the means to proliferate it right you don't have it's not the problem of funding no the thing that i'm saying is talking about the people like for example uh i'll throw it out there like the first season of picard it was kind of silly but it was cool to me and i i would watch it again i'm not the biggest fan of it 
but the, so for me, I, I would still watch it again. Like if somebody was like, oh, I haven't seen it and I'm interested in watching it. Would you watch it with me? Yeah, sure. I would rewatch that. No problem. And I would still gain enjoyment out of it. But people now, what I'm saying is back then people, it would be very similar, right? It seemed like a lot of people would be like, oh yeah, that's okay. I would watch it again. But now it either has to be amazing or it's shit and you should never watch it and it sucks and it's stupid and we hate everything and you're, you must be racist or whatever, you know, like it's just like one extreme to the other. And what I'm saying is that speaks, that's for the viewership. I'm not talking about the funding. It's, I'm talking about the individual viewers themselves. It's, it seems like it's harder nowadays to find somebody that's kind of more in the middle. Like, oh yeah, that was, it was okay. It's either bad or it's good. Exactly. I feel like if you took someone from today and you know, like, I, I remember TNG from when I was growing up. So it's, it's got some nostalgia for me. So it, it gets a warm place, but generally I would say it's an okay show. It has some great episodes. Like I really like measure of a man, shit like that, but it has some pretty, pretty mediocre to bad ones as well. And you know, there, there's some, you know, but all in all, I, I think it's a decent series. Nowadays, so it feels like if you were to introduce that to someone, and so, you know, it's from the, the 80s, so obviously the the budget and graphics and all that is not going to be great, but whatever. If you showed it to them and they were just judging it based on kind of like the writing and the premise, it feels like more often than not today, people are just, you know, they give it a few episodes and then they just either eject it and it's total crap and they'll never revisit it. Or if they, you know, if they're into it, they love it, and it's the best thing ever. And it's not, yeah, it's, it's really just not about necessarily the budget. It's just more about the way people react to things nowadays. Where it's either it's either great or awful. There is, it feels like there's no room for an in between. So you're basically judging it on the episode Darmok or the episode Sub Rosa. <laughs> <laughs> Kind of, yes. If if you don't know what the hell I'm talking about, Darmok is the one with the with the. No uh, one ever knows what you're talking about. Right, of course. <laughs> I actually caught this one, which is rare for me. But yeah, no, Darmok is the whole the guy that speaks in kind of like idioms, I guess. That's probably the wrong term. But but yeah, you know, like fucking the beast of Tanagra and all that shit like that. Oh, how awesome would it be if we actually fucking talk like that? You like, you're trying to tell your buddy to like zip up his fly and you'd be like his zipper, his dick out. That would be fucking hilarious. Well, no, it'd be, you know, like it would be, I feel like it would be some shit more like, you know, the beast exposed at the gates, like, <laughs> or the, the snake exposed at the gates. No, no beast. I said it right the first time. No, no, you didn't. It's the snake. Exp- Anyways, and then Sub Rosa is the. Uh, so yeah, that's that's the episode where they talk about alliteration, and Sub Rosa is the episode where Beverly Crusher fucks a ghost. Yeah. Not that we're judging. Which is still not as bad as the salamander. Yeah, you know, you want to bang a ghost, go for it. I'm not judgy. And it's not as bad as the salamander episode from fucking Voyager. So. Uh... That's when they go to warp 10 and increase evolution. Yeah. You can definitely tell through those old shows which ones they were saving the budget for and which ones they were sort of like, well, we don't need to spend as much money on this episode. You know, there was supposed to be a different ending to to Threshold as opposed to what it was. I can't remember remember what, what it was at this point in time. 
yeah, I, I got nothing. But just the whole, okay, we evolved into these things and we made babies. Well, let's just leave those things there and hope, you know, like, I don't know, that the whole fucking thing. Very weird. I'm sure it'll turn up in lower decks. Don't, it's fine. I thought I thought it. I have to go back. I swear, I thought I saw one of those. Like it looked exactly like one of the creatures. Then maybe it was the one where they they were taking Boimler to the the farm because he was glowing. But I swear to God, I, I feel like I saw a subtle reference to one. I have um. I do have something to bring up about the game. So you notice that they have Hammer. They move some things around about Hammer. How do we feel about his ability to? increase damage or decrease damage whichever one it is from surveys so it's specifically for grinding rep like we know that's what it's for right his ability is awesome i'm just pissed off because when i looked at them initially and looked at the two options i was like fuck it i'm gonna go all in on on yeah leon because i have a battleship and stuff i blew people out of the water and like i have stuff and i think i'm in like third or fourth place right now so but but like i didn't intend to push on this one but he's just so fucking good like i I know someone that already has him because they got a lucky pull and he's so fucking good at surveys it's it's really it's infuriating and i feel like it's it's worth mentioning that 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 officer is probably what 10 times more important once you start hitting over 51 oh fuck yes it might not be the most popped because people are like, oh, my PMC and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, like, yeah, PMC is going to do just fine for 50s and 51s or whatever. But it's that much more important for people that are over 50 that are hitting, hitting up. Yeah, I mean, I agree with Boom. Like, same exact same deal. He first came out and I was just yawn. I'm like, all right, I'm not going to I'm not going to expend resources trying to get a hammer. And I let some shards get away from me that I could have gotten. And then midway through his uh, procurement cycle they changed his stats to something that was actually pretty incredible and i'm like fuck gee thanks so i mean they can they can mitigate that by they need to throw in a bunch of extra himmler procurement opportunities or or what about maybe even another auction at the end do another hammer option sure I think I think it would be I think it would behoove them to do both. I think they should do another hammer auction, and they should start putting hammer in like ticketed events and in uh, uh, some of the daily events. So you can you, know, you can pick up one or two here and there. Check. I also want you to title this portion of the timestamp. Occam's uses the word Himmler. Freudian slip? Question mark. Anyway, I don't know. He looks like a Nazi. He does. What, with the fucking antenna? Yeah. (laughs) Boom's like, wait, what? I mean, he could have just been drunk, but those were the stories Grandpa told. The the solo leader solo leaderboard on my um on my bracket is just ballooning. Get that uh, unlock. I checked mine this morning, and I will say that at this point in the previous auction for Laan the numbers were much higher. So I don't think this one's going to go as high as La'an. And I think because obviously La'an is like the game changer for PvP on a battleship, period. I think that that might be why people seem to 
forget that PVE officers are vastly more important than PVP officers because 90% of what you're doing is killing fucking reds. It, it is a big issue uh, when you start especially hitting like 53, 54 and above, you know, traders and hostiles. Uh, it's easier to kill warships because you can use Trinity on your crew, but for traders, you know, you don't have that option. So it was a it was a gap they needed to address. So do, are we are we more happy about the fact that it seems like in the past couple of weeks Scopely's actually changing things based on the cries from the community? Or are we more angry about the fact that they've completely bungled this fucking arc and nobody knows how to plan for anything? Yeah. The bunglings honestly p- pissed me off a bit. Well, and, and because the other thing is even the, okay, they're, they're taking some steps, you know, a little bit of corrective action. And I would like to give them props for that, except that it's been so long coming and the adjustments have been so minimal save their entire reworking of of hammer but even that they bungled it up so much in the and how could they not know that everyone would be clamoring for a, a survey these these are corrections to things that have been self-evident for three plus years why the fuck are they rushing it now like they just discovered it and it's an emergent problem emergency are we going to Karen about it, or are we just going to be happy that they're finally doing it? Hey, fucking Karen. It took them three fucking years to do obvious shit. And then they, their implementation is, is shitty. We're like, well, what could possibly be your excuse for poor implementation? It's like, oh, we just realized. Does anybody think it has anything to do with the, the story that I've heard from multiple people about DJs finally losing his shit in front of a live audience? Uh, I I don't listen to him anymore. That uh, has he been? He kicked Echo off the stage. Yeah, who was in here during that one? Did he really? I I missed that. Hold on a minute. Like, was Anne? Were you in there, or was it somebody else? It might have been. I can't remember if it was you that was saying that you were present for that, or it was somebody else. I would like to hear that story. Yeah, there's my curiosity has been piqued. Did he release the recording, or is it going to be one of those where he doesn't release it? I think, I don't I don't think he's going. No, he's not. He's not going to release that. So I think it was one of those. Um, this is this is what I this is like. Um, this is like secondhand knowledge here, right? So I wasn't there, um, and I'm going to try to come back to the best of my ability. But <clears throat> apparently, there was a point um, uh, where, as a matter of fact, while I'm trying to recount this tale, somebody I think it might have been. Sh- May have been Shield Maiden. I can't remember. Somebody ping her so she can come up here and tell us. Um, it was something to the effect of like Echo was going to come up, and I think uh, DJs was like, "You don't want to come up here, dude." And then came up there, and then there was this big fucking back and forth, and it was pretty ugly and going on about you know certain shit, you know the mantis and some of the some of the the things where it was like, you know, how the fuck can you put this behind a paywall? And then you get, if people spend $100, they can get double the resources that the other people can get. You know, this is bullshit, blah, 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 blah. And so, yeah, it, it was a pretty big to-do. And uh, so, yeah, I think, I, I wonder how much of that played into it that the one person, you know, who's sort of the go-between 
publicly for you know scopely in the community is djs and you piss djs off to the point where he just doesn't he doesn't give a fuck he's not he doesn't give a fuck about you he doesn't care about anything but you know what's going on so anyway might have might have had something to do i've gotten just from his his you know 17 announcements a day that he is giving less and less of a fuck he's playing less and less i don't think that's true his cohort every time well okay i haven't i haven't listened to a podcast in like a a month but it seemed like every time he was coming on he was like oh i haven't really played at all uh or uh yeah i'm played three weeks i haven't he was on vacations and shit that's been going on for about six months i've noticed uh you would you know what handy you would know better than i you would you would know better than i well i stopped i stopped listening stopped showing to a stage for a while at least a good four months, three months maybe. And just recently, I've been showing up to you know fifty fifty, maybe half his shows. It it does certainly seems like he is either unable or maybe perfectly unwilling to uh, constrain his cohort of stage guests when they want to get negative about Scopely. Let me see if I can get him to come in and do this. Yeah, see if he's got some time. I don't think he's busy. I don't see anything lit up on his soundstage, so maybe maybe he's got some time to come in here and talk to us. He might he might not want to talk about this, man. So don't don't fucking bring him up here and then you know railroad his ass. You know, let him know why we want to talk to him. I listened to the one that he was on that he he kind of threw a tirade. Um, he didn't kick Echo off the stage for the one that I heard, um, but he did get. I thought it was kind of. Uh, extreme where he was not quite cursing but just talking about how how bad it sucked and this and that I think it was on the Mantis actually um, and he he did kind of lay into Echo and then Echo's like I don't I don't have the answers I don't know I'll, I'll have to go back and check and then towards the end um, DJ did say you know I know it's not it's not you I appreciate you coming um, but holy shit, blah, blah, you know, and then he went off on a little tirade again, but yeah, I mean, that's the show I was there for. Yeah. If you're going to be the lead community manager, you get to eat every such sandwich. Yeah. That's it's, there's certain, there's certain things that come with a role. You know, it's like people that are like, echo seems to be extreme patient. Yeah. Well, and you have to be, you have to be right. And very diplomatic as well. He's very quick to. Say, you know, I don't know, but I can ask those questions. I'll make lists and I will ask those questions. You know, and you just kind of keep repeating that. Ninety percent of the questions that your content creators ask, you you have to answer with "I don't know." Yeah, and that's basically what Echo does, really. Yeah, you have a. I, I come to think of it, I have listened to a pod, couple, two podcasts in the last month because I have. I'm not an Echo fan. I'd be all right, but. I don't know enough about the. I don't know enough about Echo. I do understand that Echo does a lot is more active than the last guy. So, I mean, I don't know. Community managers are on my current shit list. So, I, you know, we had. I, I have a, I a conversation. Go, go ahead, Blaine. You know, I might as well share it real quick because it won't take too long. But a serious issue. So the Mantis. There's a prime research that, you know, you get double the Actian Venom. And when they initially released it, all it said was 
uh, you'll get double the Actian Venom rewards from Hostels. So I bought it. <laughs> and then I sent them a thing saying, hey, this isn't working. I'm not getting double. And then they updated the research wording to say, for the Mantis. So that it basically it only applies to the Mantis ship. And I responded, okay, that's great, but that's not what I purchased. I wouldn't have bought this for the Mantis only. So, you know, go ahead and give me a refund. And they're like, oh, no, you, you bought it, so we can't give you a refund. I'm like, motherfuckers, do you not understand what fraud is? Because that is actual criminal activity. <laughs> so I'm just, I'm, I'm pretty irritated with Scopely currently. The one thing that I learned is that in this, spending money on anything, you never buy something when it first comes out, ever. Because you'll run into shit like that. They'll change things. And then you're, you're, I remember when. That's the problem with Scopely that, like, that's not okay. That is not okay. In any way, shape, or form, is that okay? Yeah, it's not okay. We're not saying that it's okay. Nobody's saying that. The point is, is that if we're no, still going to play the game, there's. Explain it away. It's ludicrous to, like, have a description on something. And, like, you, you, all we can do as customers of their product is read what they say, plain fucking English. And if it says it doubles loot, then apparently it doubles loot, period. Unless they specify otherwise. Yes, I understand. I understand that. But the fact of the matter is, is that we know that's how they do it, which is why I don't buy anything as soon as it comes out. Even if, you know, that's how they do it. Well, well, that is actually like we could go off in the weeds on this, but it is actually criminal. It's fraudulent. Like if you go to if you you know, order over the phone, like I'm, I'm paying 10 bucks for a pound of beef and then they bring you a pound of spam that, you know, they can't just replace it and, and you have to deal with it. They you know, the requirement is either that they fixed it so that it does what you purchased or they refund you for it. Otherwise it is fraud. And, and they're trying to tell me like, well, you, you got the research. So I'm sorry, we can't, we can't refund you and we can't fix it. We just changed the description. <laughs> I'm starting to get irritated with that because there's certain other things that that feeds into, like the fact that, you know, Scopely has been very good about protecting themselves with implementing things like arbitration, et cetera. But actually, because fraud is criminal activity, <laughs> they can't act like the arbitration clause would not apply. So, so, so they're also technically opening themselves up for litigation. And this is over $50. They won't give me my $50 back. Considering the amount of money I've put in. In addition to fraud, there's a bigger crime going on. Wire transfer fraud. Also true. Which makes it federal. And would negate their arbitration. Well, a lot of that shit, is, it's kind of funny. It, the way they word those things, it doesn't actually. It's, it's kind of like having an LLC. It doesn't actually do what you think it does. Wasn't there a Supreme Court ruling in the last few months? I think it got lost with the other stuff that but I believe in the last few months the Supreme Court handed down a ruling about the inadmissibility of of signing away your rights as part of terms of service and and committing to arbitration. Well, like I was saying, a lot of a lot of those a lot of these things that people think protect them um, in theory. They, they don't actually like, like the best example is like somebody who gets an LLC and they think they can't lose anything. 
I personally know people who have lost personal assets and they had an LLC um, because of how things went down. Like, well, because an LLC protects you from things like within a certain scope, right? We can obviously unpack this and go state to state and all this stuff, but it protects you with things within a certain scope. If you're outside that scope, yes, they can take your home. Like, <laughs> like this. so people have this idea, you know? Yeah, you can open yourself up because people do s- stupid stuff like, oh, they, they went out to lunch real quick and, the, you know, they forgot the thing, whatever. I'll just put it on the corporate card. Like, if you pierce your own corporate veil, you open yourself up completely, regardless of whether or not you're an LLC, an actual S Like, you can royally fuck yourself in some of these things. Scopely's arbitration clause is actually pretty firm and has been upheld um, previously for for disputes regarding the game and the, and the game contract. But this, because it is criminal activity, they can't like they can't basically force arbitration on it. Like they are open to litigation in those cases. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And 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 most of what people would sue them for has to do with that and it has to do with something that is technically a criminal activity you purported something to be x and when i purchased it it became y you changed the scope of what we agreed to do it doesn't even matter unless there was some huge class action no true but i mean like my, my point is that, like i mean jesus just with the volume of money i've spent you'd think they'd say you know what it's 50 fucking bucks and instead they're trying to just be complete assholes and like I have the screenshot of what the pack was when I bought it, and it's very clear. It does not say for the mantis. It just says doubles the rewards from destroying Actian hostels. Everything they do, even down to some of the research in the game. You know, that's why some of the new research, if you look, they actually change the the verbiage where they'll say base. You know, doubles base damage or increased fifty percent base damage. Because if I look at something. And my my damage is twenty thousand, and you say this research increases my damage by a hundred percent. Well, well, for fuck's sake, I should be doing forty thousand damage, you know. And then so that's that's why now, if you look at a lot of the new research and the new officers, it'll actually tell you base. It'll actually put base out there. And I'm sure within a few updates, they'll change everything to say that. They'll they'll end up changing everything to say that. Um, yeah, they they've done a lot of that recently. A lot of it's reverted. Yep. So they changed the name of a lot of shit. They moved a lot of shit, shit around. And of course, people are like, oh, read the patch notes. Yeah, it's not in there, you fucking bootlicker. <laughs> they don't tell you when they do things like that. Yeah. And, and you know, them adding clarity, etc., that's, that's totally fine. But th- there is that point where it's like, oh, okay, you very clearly sold one thing and then gave me another. I would like my money back for that. And they're being petulant about it, which is really fucking irritating if you don't want to refund everybody just fucking change it to be the way it is the way that it originally said okay we'll just double it for everything fuck it nope just do that they've done that with other ships and other you know things where you're you know grinding or mining or stuff like that they've gone and air quote fixed things so but you know that's the way it is but it does on the positive note it does seem like they're doing some things that we're hoping that they'll do some stuff that is definitely going to make life easier, especially for you big guys with, you know, hammer, um, you know, being able to grind the, those big hostiles is definitely going to help you out a lot, save you a lot of repair bills and shit. You no, know, they could have avoided the whole hammer thing. 
they just didn't cap Pike Moreau Chin. Like they did. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they... I mean, you look at it, and every everything they do is to handicap you the higher it get, right? That's what they do. Well, that and to make more money actually is more accurate, SK. Everything they do is to make more money. It's actually, well, it's always to make more money, but here, this is actually a case where it's a little bit opposite. It would have been, so Himmer is much more effective, uh, for example, on surveys than, than the Pike Moreau Chen. Um, the difference is that the hostels, once you get to like, actually the deep, deep space ones and 52 plus, although even their 50s and 51s, uh, they do both kinetic and energy versus in the past where it's been one or the other. And so you could use Chen or Talon to great effect. Even though, so, so when you go to deep, deep space and you hit 51s, for example, which Chen and Talon technically still work on, you still take significantly more damage because of the way they've changed the weapons there. Whereas when you use this, these new guys, um, you know, so if you're using the other ones for like, oh, I'm on a battleship hitting explorers or any of that, or or, or Hemmer and versus surveys in general, they actually reduce damage more. So they are better than Pike Moreau Chen or Pike Moreau Talon. You got to get them. You got to get them up there though first, right? Like you actually have to get them from you know. Up to the higher tiers. Honestly, not not really. He has pretty significant value at, at T1. Yeah. So so the other ones that I have are tier two. So when you're talking um, Ortegas and, and Ahura and, and Spock, yeah, they're all tier two and they're 800%. And I can crush, uh, you know, high level, whatever they're effective against now much better uh, than I used to be able to. Like they, they do a significant impact. And Hemmer whereas those other ones started at 500% tier one and went to 800% tier two, Himmer starts at 800%. Yeah. Himmer's that's outrageous. Yeah. So he will be massively effective right out the gate against surveys. Yeah. So basically what you're saying is, is that the SNW grind crew has a potential to be far more effective than a PMC or PMT crew. Oh, they're significantly more effective. You heard it here, folks. Go to your event stores and start getting those motherfucking shards. By the way, does anybody have those um, uh, torpedoes or whatever, the plasma shards? The temporal torpedo that came out? That's the one for the armadas. It's like plus 20% damage to armadas or something. Uh, If you look at at those... um, Tech, you may want to talk to Darius if you can. I mean, I know he's kind of busy <laughs> these days, but if you can get with him, I actually talked to Darius about that. And he had crunched the numbers on a lot of those um, upgrade upgrades like that, those refits, and he was saying that, um, from what I remember, he was saying the majority of it. It doesn't, you know, unless you can easily source it, it's not. It doesn't make enough of, of a difference for you to really fixate on it. There's one. There's one of them that was very interesting, and let me pull it up because I was. I was like, first of all, I can't look at them in the refit part of my building because Scopely screwed up. I have to actually go to the event store to read what they do. But um, I go here. The uh, this the 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 refractive beam shards. They do increase all penetration stats by twenty percent. You guys have that? I've had that for a long time. 
uh, and it was it was effective when it came out. I noticed a a marked marked but not you know super significant gain. But the problem is that's to your base, and we've had so much research piled on that these little twenty percent upgrades. You know, we used to say that if it said 20%, knowing it was to your base is like, you're going to get a 10th of that. So if it was 20%, you're really going to only see like a 2% gain to damage, for instance, if it was a 20%. But so much research has been added, I feel like you're getting like a 20th. So, you know, oh, 20% to to damage against with the temporal torpedoes, 20% gain of damage to armadas, well, if you have any significant research, yeah, you're probably going to get like a 1% bonus out of that. So what about the refit skins? Are they still worth it? I mean, it depends on what it does. I think, I mean, the cloakings I like. Cloaking is good. I think, are you talking about the actual refits that give you the bonus hostile damage? So you're still down at what, like level 38, 39? 40. I remember it being I, I remember a, a noticeable impact on my hostile grinding when I was at 39. I mean, again, it, you're not going to be like, oh, I just went from, you know, 50 ships to 100 ships per hull. But, like, it, does it have an effect and, and is it... Yeah, yeah, like... But but at this at this stage, no. Like, if you were... If you were like level forty nine and had a bunch of research done already, I'd tell you that it's going to be much less significant. Yeah. A year, a year, a half ago, that percentage upgrade for hostiles was was significant enough to be worth it. Now, you know, I don't know what your researches are, but it, 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 there's just you're just getting so many upgrades, so many places now that it just it dilutes. You know the fact that it runs because it runs off your base. That you know, just unless something is a hundred percent plus bonus to something, or it's a bonus to something you don't see. Like uh, mitigation is a good example. Uh, mitigation, like if you get an extra twenty or thirty percent mitigation because of something, uh, you'll see a a slightly disproportionately better gain because there's not nearly as many researches that have diluted the uh, mitigation pool. Uh, we're approaching it, but you know, it kind of just depends on how much bonus are you getting from so many other different places of whether it makes it worthwhile. Does that make sense? No, I, I get it. it. It makes total sense. I'm just like piercing and mitigation have a lot less research and buildings and things giving you bonuses. So when you can get bonuses to mit and piercing, uh, you know, you, you get a little bit more mileage out of them. And then in stuff like damage and mining and uh, what are some of the others? Uh, you know, it's just, it's just, you know, just, you know. Yeah. yeah, the ship refit one is hard for me to say. I, I know it's plus 100%. I just, the difference being that, you know, when I got it there, I don't, remember what all they've released since then like i know at the time there wasn't as many like plus to, to base damage but now you know like new galaxy tree and just other like i don't even think they had 
or you couldn't be all the way into rogue at the t- like like there's several places where i feel like i have since gotten boosts that you may have as well so it's difficult at least for me to give a recommendation on oh yeah no you should still get the ship sh- you know skin i would suspect take given the the break that you took in the game and that you don't spend significantly or at all you cheap fuck that you probably don't have a lot of the researches that came out that we're talking about. So you might actually get some pretty good mileage out of that 100% gain for where you're at in the game right now. I'm I'm surmising, but I think you might, actually, because you probably don't have... Thanks for that backhanded compliment, by the way. Oh, I'd, like to, I'd like to take shots at you for being a cheap fuck. You cheap fuck. No, I just like to earn things. So. But but I do think <laughs> I, I earned everything Ow. that I have because that's out of blood, sweat, and tears that I then spent the money. Like I hate it when people are like, "Oh, you didn't earn it." What? Like some there's a fucking go- goblin running around just tossing gold at me that I convert hey, into dollars. I think you. Uh, I think you struck a nerve here, buddy Tech. I, I, think <laughs> I always. I know it always winds up boom. I, I love it. I just, it fucking drives me nuts when people are like, oh, you didn't earn this, you didn't earn that, you just bought it. Well, actually, I earned the money to buy it, so go fuck yourself. Well, tell, you, tell us how you really it's feel. It's just a difference in philosophy. Some people don't believe in spending money on video games. Some people are fine with it. I think, I think again, there's, we talked about it the other day, there's a lot of people who think that you know, just because they can download it, they should be able to do everything that everybody else does and they shouldn't have to spend any money on it and they're going to cry about it. And I should be able to get everything for free and all this stuff. And I don't spend a dime on this game, but I deserve this. It's called entitlement, you know, cope. There's also people who are like, dude, you know, I don't believe in spending that much continuously on a game. I'd rather buy a game and then maybe spend 20, 30 bucks on DLC and then I have everything. I don't have to spend anymore. Um, and then you have people that understand that this is a game that's constantly evolving, so there's constantly new content, so, you know, there's always going to be something new. So, I mean, there's not really, like, a necessarily a right or wrong answer. I mean, I would say the wrong answer is people who expect everything for free. I think it's a little silly. You're not spending anything on a game, but you expect to be able to do everything everybody else can, but... I think we can probably agree on the fact that Scopely is just wrong. Well, yes. And let me be clear, like, there's no problem with people that just want to, oh, like, I like it, you know, the old school style. I pay 50 bucks to get a game, and that's my game. Maybe they release a little bit of other content, whatever. But generally, that's it. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. Or if you're someone that doesn't want to spend, like, I, I have no issue with the fact, for example, that tech's a cheap fuck. My only issue is when people start with the, you didn't earn it, because that's not really true. I actually earned everything that I have because I had to earn the money in order to buy it. We all agree with you, Boom. And you didn't get and you didn't get that money by accident. Well he could have stumbled. Exactly. Up. Like No, no, I, I didn't. I wish someone would have accidentally like jumped a curb and hit me with their Lexus or some bullshit, but unfortunately no. Well you would still have earned it. Then you would have had pain for the rest of your life and a fucked up leg. No, I, I got the pain. <laughs> well, you just haven't seen the right right entity yet then. Um <laughs> moving on. Uh what about what about the debuff? How do you guys feel about that as whales? 
I haven't really got to use it significant in a significant way in PvP. I uh, I just been doing the dailies, so right. But there's some simulation and there's some testing going on that shows that now all of a sudden you've got like some late forties players taken out. It's a pretty big ship. Yeah, no. If if you line it up right, it's super. Like I, I actually. Um, there was a guy that, that hit me with his, you know, his battleship. Um, he also had the new crew. He debuffed me and stuff. And he was able to take out my Corvus, um, cause he also had battleship has triangle against it too. So, so his ship was like 34 million, something like that. And my Corvus is like 86 and he was able to take it out with, I mean, he was also boosted. So he was boosted. I was like, it was the perfect storm, but. If you are able to, like, I don't have an issue. Like, if you're able to get your crew set up and get things lined up and you're out, you know, whale hunting, uh, fucking, if you can blow up a bigger ship, go for it. I, I think it's entertaining. It gives, you know, them a little something else to do. It gives me a little moment of pause to think about and make sure I'm not walking into a trap somewhere. Like, I don't know. It seems kind of fun. I agree with you. It helps bridge that gap at least a little bit. Very situational and it has to be a perfect storm, but... I think, while it's a wildly unpopular opinion on the VIP whale server, I concur with Boom that I think giving the players the limited ability to punch up is a good thing for the game. It takes away from that sense of hopelessness of, why should I even fight this guy? I have no chance. His ship's just that much more powerful. And you go looking, and if you put the work in with teammates or your own ships fighting near your station, and you're like, I'm going to debuff them, I'm going to support, I'm going to cloak, I'm going to punch way up farther than I ever could, and I'm going to hurt a whale that normally I could just mildly inconvenience, I think that's good for the server. I think that's good for the lower-level players. It, it gives them a sense of hope. And it, it's, it clearly... From we see in the VP server, all the whales don't agree. But for me, I think it's good too because I want—I'm not getting as much PvP as I like. Everybody fucking runs, and unless I cloak up on them, I don't—I don't on my own server. I don't—I don't get a fucking kill. So now maybe if there's the perfect storm, they—they—they they, they have a sense of you know morale is building, and they're like, all right. I'm going to bring my one buddy, and my one buddy's going to support me, and my other buddy's going to cloak, demantis, but debuff him, and I'm going to cloak, and I'm going to eat that whale's lunch. And and that's good for me, too. Whether they win or they don't win, I'm like, come at me, bro. I need shit to do. Now that you said it gives them hope, I'm rethinking it, because I prefer to crush hope and dreams. But It's a, for, it's a forlorn hope. All right, I guess... I guess that's fair. It's just enough hope for them in the game. That's what we're looking for. I, I do actually. I, I think it's entertaining. It also rewards players that play smarter with tactics. True. And I, I, I encourage that wholeheartedly in the game. I want mechanisms in the game for people that play smart, that people play that play with tenacity, have a, a, a road to give themselves an advantage over somebody that just goes, I got a big ship. I got a big ship. Click, attack. I know I can win. You see, one thing I want to ask, if you don't mind me interjecting here a second, 
Because what I've always seen is it seems like players that spend a lot more money tend to be ones that understand don't understand how to crew well and think that they just can pay, have all the research, have all the big ships, and don't have the ability to really understand how to function it better than some of the guys that are grinding it out every day that are actually working, learning the, the mechanics of the game, and then they're actually able to come out there and do it. Dumb whales? Never. I've never seen such a thing, sir. They're absolutely stupid whales. Yeah. But there's but there's also somebody like the person who tried to hit me OPL earlier and was using a PMC crew and lost against my fucking divorce. <laughs> oh, that brings me joy. You know, there's people like that. Shout out to the, the fucking Ops 33 person who lost against a fucking divorce. Yeah, th- there are low-level people that also don't know how to crew it, and there are plenty of high. Like, if you want to sit down and and quiz me, we can sit down and talk officers till the cows come home. I I understand how to crew. So I mean, you're gonna find people on both ends of the spectrum at all levels. I think the issue, though, boom, is you didn't learn all you know about crew, and and I would love to tell Boom that he's full of shit. Everybody knows this, but Boom knows how to fucking crew. Uh, he certainly taught me more than I taught him. Uh, but Boom didn't just fucking wake up one day and haul out that knowledge. He put the work in. And every time new fucking officers come out, he's fucking thinking about the Matrix. And, that, and that's what you got to do. So there's a lot of people that don't want to put the work in. And if you're a lower mid-level and you don't want to put the work in to learn how officers work, well, you just suck. But if you're a whale and you don't put the work in you can still win until you meet a whale that is within three ops of you who did put the work in and then they eat your fucking lunch and you're you can't figure out what happened and and then i guess maybe your age spends some more not fucking rocket science all you got to do is understand what the what the, what the, the the officer's ability is saying you know oh this one decreases the opponent's accuracy Oh, well, then I'm going to use it for this ship. This one decreases dodge. Oh, I'm going to use it on this against this. Like it's just basically understanding which ship, what the ship's strengths and weaknesses are, and exploiting them via the officers that you have. It's not like it's not like you have to use infinite amount of crews, right? You're right. Well, you can make some really interesting combinations. Actually, not not to get into the weeds on that, but it is slowly getting more and more complicated as they introduce more and more officers that do unique PvP things. So I, I still don't I still don't find it that really fucking difficult uh, or, or complex, but it is getting more complex with with each release of these officer iterations. And it is also to Strat's point, it is getting people to understand that to a degree. Like when our server was newer, I, I had to beat the drum for a while explaining to people that fuck off with your ship power. I'll wreck you with a ship half your size because I know how to crew. Because a lot of people would just throw in whatever high, highest power officer they had. And to Strat's point, going back to like, there are some people who are whales who all they learned was not how to crew. They said, fuck that. I'm just going to keep buying bigger and better because they hope that they can just straight out muscle. And it will work. It works to a degree, but. Now that they've added the, these new things like the debuffing, the buff with the Cerritos, um, they're, it seems like they're going to continue to kind of hammer on the the battle triangle with the, their new officer releases as they keep going. 
I mean, if the, the Battleship Strike Team is any indication, which is also the group is labeled Battleship Strike Team, makes me like there's no certainty, but it makes me think that they may release an Explorer Strike Team and an Interceptor Strike Team. Oh, of course, they're going to. And so, yeah, I think they will, but you know. I certainly hope so. You, you're, you're, you're never guaranteed anything with Scopely. I mean, as much as, because let's think about it, like, at this point, if they had ever offered a $100 pack to, like, transfer a server, like, one time, tons of people would have taken that, but but they won't do that. So they don't always go for the obvious money. Um, but, yeah, so I just, I, I think that uh, with all these new mechanisms and, and crews that, that you can use and stuff, the smaller ships can punch a bit harder. And so the dumb whales that just think that they're going to buy their way out of it are going to be in for a rude awakening. Uh, I mean, we have seen firsthand that you can take a significantly less powerful ship. We're talking, you know, like a 130 million power ship and pop, a, you know, 320 million power ship. As long as you know what you're doing. So, Yeah. I think the days of those just buy my way through it, whales are, are kind of numbered. In the long run, dumb whales are the are to the benefit of everybody on the server. They're just fucking ATMs. Yeah. Agreed. We've seen a lot of that lately, especially on our server. Yeah. I mean, dumb whales are either whether it's your own server catching them and raiding them or it's incursions, uh, you know, dumb whales are a negative if they're on your side, but man, are they a positive if they're on the other side. And I think there's some revitalization there, too. I know some players that certainly in the last incursion, they couldn't, they didn't, like, I got a lot of, like, we did some really big raids, and they were awesome, and I enjoyed them, uh, and they significantly were the mechanism that we won with. But I enjoyed the PvP that I got to do against level 60s and 59s and punch up. And and in but there were guys that got in on raids on 60s, 59s that I've seen their enthusiasm level of the game completely revitalized because the of the ability to 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 just you know eat a dumb whale's lunch. And it and that you know, it's like, dude, you might as well just bought those packs directly for me because I just we just fucking took them, and they're 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 flying on cloud nine. You know, some like if I get two hundred billion in a raid, two hundred billion trit in a raid, I'm like, eh, that's cool. Offsets cost, you know, that's twenty five percent of the the repair for one ship. Cool, but a level fucking thirty four, thirty five, or thirty, you know, they got to jump on that raid. 200 billion trit rated was is was just game altering for them. So thank you, dumb whales. Agreed. Except Cole, when it's incursion day, please go to a level 19 or below and shield. Otherwise, we we love you. You put so many of us through college. Yeah, if the dumb whale is on your side, it it's it's rough. I know Handy and 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 Tech and and uh, SK. You guys have lived this. When the dumb whale is on your side, it's it is kind of disheartening with the incursions 
game, uh, scoring, rating scoring metric, that all it takes is one dumb whale to lose the whole game for you. The ability of one person to make sure your server loses incursions, yeah, that's rough. Yes. I think they've weighted rating the points you get a little too highly. I think they need to back it down. Just a little bit. Then PvP would be more viable. I, 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 the one thing I was going to say is I think they weighted it higher because they had an expectation that people by this point have learned how to shield. Like, honestly, I think that's what Scopesley's expectation was and that that rage would be rare rather than as we found as we roll into these servers. You can find, like, I don't know what it is about it because on, on our server, at least, it seems to be very hard to find anyone open ever. But fucking come incursion day... Even people that have ported to the lower level system, so clearly they fundamentally understand where they need to be to shield, somehow still haven't bothered to shield. Like, I, yeah, we, it's very odd. We have, I mean, people are like that. I mean, you, you got people that are like bitching about getting raided, and they're like, I don't want to participate. I don't give a fuck what you want. You're on this server. I'm stealing your shit. Fucking deal with it. Get over it. I had a couple people from the last server send me messages. They're like, I wasn't even participating. Oh, you did? You did. It was just against your will, bitch. Put up a shield. You can't not participate on an invasion. Like, if the fucking, you know, Viking hordes come rumbling down the hill into invade your village, you can't stand up and say, wait a minute, guys, I'm not participating. Motherfucker's looting your garage. Get in there. Fucking stealing your leaf blower. He stole my fucking rims and a goddamn chainsaw. I'm going to make a comment here with regards to the weighting of the scoring. See, uh, I don't think Scopely understood or still understands how much you can actually take during a raid. Because if you notice the points systems about raiding resources from somebody on the other server, it's got like one point parsteel, two point titanium, five point dilithium, 150 point G3, 500 points G4, some stupid number for G5. But they don't understand that Nobody is mining during incursions, and you could draw trillions in steel, uh, dilithium, and tritanium during raids. So they just use the same. They just use the same copy and paste things for like other events, like a mining event, and paste it. Oh, okay, this is the the incursion raid raid scoring without understa- fundamentally understanding like how the gameplay works. You had me at Scopely doesn't understand. Yeah. You, you think, like, Scopely didn't run their own math? I'm shocked. But uh, the, the consequence of them waiting, rating so highly, points, the, the metric scoring of points in rating, is it makes rating better for point accumulation for your server for the overall incursion win more important than PvP. Now, granted, there's some events about PvP kills and there's some events about damage to hull, and you want to do that. But once, if you want your incursion, if you want your server to win, it's all about the rating, and that makes that makes people less, you know, motivated to go out and just PvP. And I would like to see them move that metric. I don't want them to completely neuter rating because it's uh, it's kind of a community event. 
You've got alliances, multiple alliances. You've got whales and lower-level players working together to score points to secure that win for their for their server, which is a great thing. Uh, but you know, it's, you know, I like I was all I I got a lot more PvP in on the last one than the first one we did, and uh, I enjoyed it a little too much. I focused on the PvP a little too much. Uh, whereas, like, uh, I mean, boom, PvP plenty, but he focused on the rating, and he probably did a, he probably did more for the server's win than I did, and I was like, ah, you know, I, I kind of disagree, but that goes back to just a more tactical view. I may have accumulated more points, but but all engagement became effective because you know they're trying to deny us, because you know d- denial is also a yeah. A tactic that not enough people understand how to potentially use during raids in incursions to to help minimize point loss, but uh, be that as it may, um, yeah, all of that shit matters. And so, which is kind of why I like the rating is probably overweighted, but I like it being weighted more because PvP can still be pretty individualistic, whereas when you get a base raid going with them trying to defend and they have multiple people showing up to defend you got you have all your guys trying to do the rating i love that that just chaos of engagement there i think it's Absolutely. yeah <laughs> i'd like to see them take the point value for rating down like 50% to start i'd like to see it at about half the value that it is now cuz i think that would encourage people to go after pvp points more you won't you can't you can't bring it down any lower than it is, unfortunately. For rating? Yeah. Well, well I mean, the, the, technically speaking, so instead they would just, if they want to reduce the rating value by 50%, they would just, what, double the, the value of all the other stuff instead, and you'd effectively get the same outcome? I mean, you could do like half point, one point, two points for par trit and dill or or you maybe that's maybe that's the other way to go is to significantly upgrade the amount of points you get towards the incursion point leaderboard for for pvp could i mention a tinfoil hat thing real quick about why i think they won't modify the rating values at all it is because they want that engagement because they want people to be hitting those ships in, in battle outside the bases while they're trying to raid stuff because they want some of those resources to go into the nether because Scopely's best profit is when nobody gets the resource. That's a good point. I was also thinking to, to dovetail on that, to piggyback on what Boom is saying, the captain is saying, uh, is... Uh, also, those whales that have 10, 20, 30 trillion, and they get raided and they get vaulted, well, they got all those resources because they had the ability to buy all those packs. And if they get wiped out, they're just going to replace it with more packs. Yeah. So maybe, maybe dumb whales getting wiped out and making them such juicy targets that everybody on the server is hunting them is... is a legitimate business move. Hmm. Does anybody, um, anybody from the audience have anything to contribute? Okay, good talk. By the love of God, did anybody hear DJ and Echo go at it? Because I want to hear a first-hand account of that. 
Yeah. I mean, the one I heard, they didn't really go at it. I heard it. Really, it was more ZJ going off, Echo, and listening and understanding what was going on. Did you hear it live, Strat? Uh, yeah, I think I heard it live. I think I was there um, listening to that one. And I, I didn't listen a lot. And DJ's kind of mellowed out a lot about it. I think DJ's biggest thing was just the fact that he he didn't like the fact that there was a lot of it that was kind of hid behind the Mantis this month. That you kind of had to pay to do a lot of the SMSs. That sorry, baby. That um, that the, the, the free to play were kind of getting a cut down compared to everyone that was paying for for access to a lot of this stuff. And you know, then then when they changed the metric and they add opened up more events to kind of for the ones that were free to play that didn't get the manis, they kind of. Um, he kind of seemed to back down quite a bit. I mean, he's even got the shit now. Uh, I think they gave it to him. That's always been a DJ thing of, yeah, by all means, give a, give a mechanism for pay-to-play to get an advantage, but don't completely lock it away up against a behind a paywall. That's just stupid. Well, yeah, that, that was a, that, I think that was the idea, like Strat was saying, is that it was the Actian keys. You, like People who paid for the madness were going to be able to get like somewhere around almost double, if I'm not mistaken, the Actian keys that everybody else was going to be able to get. And what he was saying is like, okay, yeah, make the ship have certain perks, or if you pay for it, you get it earlier, you get a head start on things. But like, for fuck's sake, man, these people aren't even going to be able to like fully unlock certain things because you're, you know, you're handicapping them with this fucking paywall. So... I just spent my fucking this month. I just spent my fucking resources on uh, Syndicate XP and fucking Strange New World Officer shards. That's pretty much it. I really think, yeah, that's where I have to agree with DJs. Unlock that shit for everybody. Let a battle pass uh, completely unlock these these new ships, and then their progression in that ship might be fucking glacially slow. But that's the choice they're making. But at least they get to see it and play with it. Decide. If it's important to them or not, not vote on and pass this bill, and then then you get to find out what it what it you know what's inside it. You filthy socialist! We know that we can have the same ship, but if yours is significantly tiered higher, you're going to reap way more benefits than I'm going to reap. So yeah, like everybody can get the ship. Maybe my shit's only tier one because you know I just got the battle pass. Maybe your shit's tier eight because you spend a little bit of extra coin or whatever. But you still get an advantage, but at least make it available to everyone to get. Make, you don't even have to make it at the same time, dude. Like, they could have easily done it like they did with the Vidar. You have to complete the battle pass to unlock it at the end. Okay, I'm okay with that. But at least there's a way I can source it and not have to wait months and months and months to unlock it completely. Yeah, the fact that by the end of this battle pass, if you went the... Even if you went, like, the $20 for the Elite Unlock or whatever... so. It, uh, you couldn't get the um, the mantis by the end of the battle. Like that's nuts to me. You get half of it. Yeah. Which if, and then th- this idea that eventually you'll be able to co- like fuck off with your eventually I'll be able to complete it. Yeah. No. I I do think that. Yeah. Like if you're going to pay, sure. Give us if we're paying for it. Give us some perks. Like yes, we have it sooner. We can get some more Actian keys than you, and we can get it further. Which also makes our ship a little more buff and whatever that ship does, but don't don't lock people out. Because when you start just locking them out like that, they don't want to engage, and then you're just losing players. And selfishly, I don't want 
the game to lose players because other then I'll be bored. Like, who the fuck am I going to raid if they all quit? I think it's a basic, like, business psychology fail. They're like, oh, well, if, like, for instance, if you bought the battle pass and you completed the battle pass, you got the mantis at the end. And they're like, well, if we did that, a lot less people would buy the instant unlock at the beginning. Well, that's true. That would probably happen. But then everybody that got the battle pass, you know, the elite battle pass, would get the manas. So you're like, okay, I will lose some money here, but we're gonna we're gonna get more on we're gonna get more people doing elite battle passes. Plus I just feel like you would make up the money with like after people got the manas, they're like, this is cool. I want it to be better. And would spend for tier upgrade packs versus, you know, blindly going like like Kirk was saying earlier, well we gotta buy it to figure out what it is. And that's the way Scopely wants to do it for the early adopters. Or or even split the difference because we know that they want to you know make the money on the people that are just they're gonna buy it so they can get it right away. So make it where if you just bought the the unlock and stuff, you would accrue the b- blueprints to build it like halfway through the arc. So you could still participate with the ship in some of those ship events for the oh. second half of the arc. But you may, like that that way they're hitting each each point. Like I like that. Yeah. yeah. Got to stop agreeing with me. It's getting fucking weird. Yeah, it's well, we fight in private. We still fight in fucking private, like cats and dogs. I want to completely pivot the conversation a little bit, but um, I I want to actually praise the game in one aspect. And you're not going to hear it very often from me, but I want to praise the game in one aspect, and that is I praise it for not having any ads. And the reason I say that is I, you know, my young kids play a bunch of games on the iPads. And all these games, you know, based, you know, like based on Raiden X or, or some math game or whatever, um, is just loaded with ads. And I feel that if you play those games, you're watching ads more of the time than you're actually playing the game. That actively try and find the button where it says, don't, claim extra prizes or whatever because I don't want to see the ads but they're everywhere and I don't know if you guys have played you know let's let's pick a popular game like Angry Birds or Candy Crush or something it's like every third thing that you do that you're not actually playing the game is watching an ad and I I can't fathom playing games like that anymore It it just drives me nuts well, I think do you I, I I'm not familiar with those games. Uh but is there a business psychology to that 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 they're counting on the fact that people are handing these games to their kids and their game is, you know, linked to a credit card and they have the ability to just blindly click on ads? No, no, no. It's it's not it's not like linked to a credit card per se. It's it's just it's uh like for example in Fleet Command in Fleet Command Everybody pays for these packs that pays for the game. But in, in other games, in lieu of buying packs, they sell advertising, advertising so that you, as the consumer, don't buy the, buy the packs. You just um, click the ads, and the ads will pay for the packs that you're getting or the extra stuff that you're getting. But it just, it just gets to a point where it's just so mind-numbing 
that you can't do anything else. I remember like a fucking million goddamn years ago. I think I played like what was it, Mafia Wars on Facebook. Wait Tech, is somebody crying? Or are you watching porn? It's my kids in the background. It could be both. Could be both in one. Yeah. I I I mean I just heard, that's weird. I haven't played a game like that in a long time, but I, I remember one. And yeah, it was like, oh, I could just, if I do this, like you clicked and it, was, it would give you like 20 ad offers. And you're like, oh, if you watch this video or you do this thing or you buy this thing, you, you get this much in game as a kickback. I haven't dealt with that in a really long time, but now I'm, I'm kind of remembering it and it sucked. Yeah, there's a couple games that I have for my kid that I've definitely paid the two ninety nine to remove ads because he's like, it's a kid, you know, a fucking ad comes up. He's like, okay, fuck this game. I, I got to be honest that literally the first game that I ever, like I was never into mobile games or any of that. And the very first game I downloaded was in like uh, March, 2020 or, or something like that. And I, I can't even remember what it was because one of the first things I didn't even understand the ad shit, but it popped up this thing where it was like, Oh, get a bundle of stuff. If you place a star Trek fleet command, and I went down that rabbit hole, and here the fuck I am. So I don't have the same ad experience exactly, but but I am glad that there's not a bunch of fucking ads pasted everywhere. That that I can agree with. The way it works is that, for example, let's just say you redeem a four-hour chest, right? Redeem a four-hour chest, and you get, I don't know, say you get like 2,000 Tritanium, right? I'm just giving an example. What most games will do is they'll be like, okay, claim your prize or watch this 30-second ad for 6,000 Tritanium. So you click on it, and then they go, okay, now that you watch this ad, click on another ad, and you get another 12,000 Tritanium. And then you're like, okay, how do I, how do I exit out? How do I, I, don't like, I don't care. Like, I don't care. Just like moving on. And it's like the, the buttons for exiting out are so small or they're hidden somewhere on the screen that like forces you to watch these ads because that means the company gets more revenue it's the hardest button to button the hardest button is finding that x button because it'll like it'll force you to go to an ad and then it'll be like a mini game in the ad then you're like you got to wait for the button that says fast forward and you gotta click on the button that says fast forward and it'll pop up a screen that says, oh, download this game. And you're like, no, I don't want to download this game. You click on the button that says fast forward again. You're like, no, 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 no. Try, try to download this game. Like, I don't want to download this game. Finally, it gives you the X to close out the window and gives you your reward. Are, are you certain you weren't temporarily sent to hell? I think in some of these games, I, it looks like you are. Anyway, so I'm just very glad that Fleet Command, for all its flaws, has no ads because it, it it's it's really bad. In any other game, it's really bad. Just wait, man. They're gonna hear this and try to figure something out. That you'll hit the attack button and it'll be like, attack in 15 seconds if you watch this ad first, or attack in a minute if you just sit there waiting, and then you'll you'll watch a 15 second ad. No, it, it it's if if Fleet Command is actually really gonna release ads, it's gonna be in the. Uh, I I know I know. It'll be in the uh, what do you call it the the non continuation parts of the game, meaning you're redeeming a chest, or you're 
you're refining or something. But, but still, imagine how pissed off you're going to be. Can you imagine, though? Like, you're being raided. Would you like to repair your defense platform? Watch this ad now. Like, you're, you're, you're fucking, like, you're in one of those other sections and this ad's playing while your, your fucking ships are all getting cleared. or what, Like, people would just start losing their minds. But I think, well, I think tech is right, and I, I may be quibbling a little bit, but I think there is a backdoor back, baked-in ad service in STFC, which is Paramount Plus. And we see that Paramount Plus has exerted itself on Scopely and made Scopely make some game uh, development, game release choices for no other reason that they wanted to to draw attention to Paramount's current shows. So I think there you could say that there is a very subtle backdoor ad process in STFC or Paramount Plus. Yeah, I guess it's not it's not as overt as it's not yeah, it, it, it certainly isn't. It's not in your face and you're going to click shit, but there is some subtle manipulation going on there. Oh, sure. I mean, why else do you have two Una officers or three Una officers or two Laan officers? Yeah, I mean, and we've really seen that lately with Lower Decks and S, you know, Star Trek uh, Strange New Worlds. That that we heard rumblings from various sources that that Paramount really fucked up Scopely Digit's uh, uh, release schedule because they insisted that stuff come out right now for lower decks and strange new worlds, because those shows, those is what they had, you know, and, uh, and probably, you know, discovery as well. Not that, you know, maybe it was lost on us because we fucking hate discovery so much. I think to something else, um, that, uh, Andrew pointed out, I want to talk about anybody see those ads for STFC. Um, that that the game looks nothing like what you actually play. Uh, not for a while, but I used to. I you know was like this is discovery fucking people up in PvP, and I was like that was the last one I remember seeing, and I was like yeah, uh huh. The one that I'm talking about is more like uh, you start off with uh, you know you're a level one crew with uh, uh, Kirk and Spock. And uh, you're 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 flying a Rialta, and there's like a level fifty eight Enterprise uh, with Picard and Geordi that blows you up, and then all of a sudden this this like person goes on a binger and starts like clicking stuff, and all of a sudden now they're now they're the top dog, and it's like an Enterprise D blowing up a bunch of Val doors on each side and whatnot, and they're flying through space. What about the ads where they got the Discovery people to do ads, and and it was. Freaking, um, what's his name was in a uh, a Bordis or something, and he was acting scared of what's her name in a fucking Discovery, and I was like, no, that Bordis would shred that fucking Discovery apart. Yeah, I, that's the one I saw where the Discovery was whoop. She was talking shit and whipping ass with the Discovery, and I'm like, yeah, all right. Once, yeah, did I ever get a good Discovery <laughs> win? ever? I just want to see them like put a little price point down on the one where the guy goes all the way from one with his Rialta to like his Enterprise D. Like this too can be yours for only approximately one point six million dollars. <laughs> Isn't this ship cool? It'll take you twenty eight years if you don't spend any money. 
honest, our kids will still be running these companies back in, when that happens. Technically, the the base value for for, um, for going from level uh, ops forty nine to ops fifty with n- with no buffs, like no research, no nothing, right? Just base amount of time to go from ops forty nine to ops fifty is eleven point nine years. I can knock that out in a weekend. Uh, also, for also just a quick, since everything updated, don't forget to go get your two Laon shards from the new combat event. Good PSA. I'll look for that. There you go. Tech, you about ready to wrap it up? Sure. I actually got... What's up, Klingon Queen? How's it going? Hey! Did good! I've been having tons of fun. I got the Mantis! I, uh got myself a little birthday present and I'm loving that thing. It's wicked cool. What do you like about it? Oh, God. What is there to not like about it? Unless you're the one being stung by it. I tried it out the other day. Uh, I went into one of the PvP systems and I stung a 5 million ISS jellyfish with it. And then I took the sucker down with my auger after I swung it. And we both went boom, but I had a victory. It was so awesome. Then I was defending an alliance member who was being raided the other night. And I was applying the venom and going and hitting these level uh, 43 and 46 ships with the venom. And then... My Admiral, who's an Ops 41, he was smoking them like they were nothing. So it was cool. So, Clay, Clay, I have a question. As a a lower-level player, a lower-level mid, do you feel that the Manus gives you a mechanism, an opportunity to either yourself punch up to higher-level players or to support a higher-level ally who's about to attack? Do you feel like that that you see the value oh, yes. there. Oh, yeah. That you're like, and, guys that normally we could never take on or, or, or women we could never take on. Now, if we fight smart, we have that. Are you feeling that? Yes. Hell yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. 100% I'm feeling that and I'm loving it. It gives me a feeling of power, you know, that, you know, whereas before, you know, it's just like, oh, geez, you know, I may not be able to do this. So, yeah. Definitely, definitely a power up, definitely a punch up and being able to support. Just like I said, our biggest guy in our alliance is a level 43 and he is totally killer. His name Paladin. And this guy is a silent but deadly when it comes to base cracking, raiding and everything. But he knows all the PvP crew loadouts and everything, station defense loadouts. And, oh, a feather in my cap. I broke a 41 last night all by myself with all ships home. Took me 82 hits, but I did it. Outstanding. I don't have ROM. So, you know, I I, you know, I use my best crews. I use PvP crews on the Augur and on the D4. But then on the Enterprise, I had Khan and I had Marla. And then I put Katie on because Blue Joaquim... He's not leveled up enough to really do much yet. Did you say did you say eighty two hits to crack a level forty one? 
Yeah. 82 hits. He had a pretty beefy enterprise at home, but then he had some officers that he had set up on his miners that were at home that countered uh, any critical hit shots. He had uh, crew loadouts on two of his miners that were designed to negate critical hits or anything like that or to go against the player. Did you, uh, but I countered that through on my auger, though. How much loot did you get from him? Oh, about $1.5 But I also invited uh, another guy from my alliance in on the raid that had been uh, raided himself. And I invited him, and he was only in Ops 29, and some guy had zeroed him, so I went and I invited him in on the raid and boy he was happy as the day is long. That's so awesome. yeah it's it's really nice. Yeah. Oh I got three lucky holes on uh S and W officers all in the same day from the refinery from the Mantis. I got like 90 shards for one officer 60 shards for another and like 50 some odd for another officer. I had enough to where I was able to take some of my SNW officers to T2 immediately. You know, I've heard that same thing from a lot of people. It's almost like everybody's getting lucky pulls on that shit, but me. Fuck. No, I'm, I haven't gotten anything. I got a lucky pull too. This morning, I did, I did some epic armadas with the Alliance. Opened up an epic armada chest. I got 1,800 uncommon four-star ore from that uh, chest, as well as two ISS jellyfish blueprints. Plus, I got something like 1,200 four-star uncommon gas. And then I got a bunch of three-star uncommons, too. I was like, holy fuck. I'm like, wow. It's too soon to tell, but I wonder if Scopely played with their numbers on the ch your chances of getting lucky pulls. Uh, because mm. I'm not seeing them, but I'm seeing a lot of guys in my alliance talking about getting lucky pulls. Well, I'll say this much. I hadn't gotten any lucky pulls on any officers for like a long time. I felt like I was in the Sahara Desert. I'm talking at least six to eight months. And uh, when I was a lower ops level, below level 30, I was getting lucky pulls on epic officers and things like that, but in rare officers. But then after that, it seemed everything just to dry up. And I'm like, damn. I mean, I've always, it was. I've always believed okay. that there is some mechanical value that the higher ops you get, it decreases your lucky pulls. Because I used to get lucky pulls. All, I mean, it, it, it didn't happen all the time, but it was it happened enough to notice it, and it was something. That, and as I have gotten higher and higher, lucky pulls are are man, it's a blue fucking moon. I went like a year without getting a lucky pull, so I know what I know you're feeling. I feel like in the 30s, I would get a lucky pull like one out of ten chests. One thing I do know is that you can't get a lucky if it converts to transporter patterns. 
So, you know, as we go up and we have a lot less actual officers available, your chances go down just by virtue of the fact that any time it, it converts to transporter patterns, it won't be a lucky pull. Is I don't I don't know if I agree with that. Boom, because like all the time I'm getting like lucky, like like I have a lot of officers that are you know T five as you do, and I'm constantly getting pulls that are like oh have twenty five hundred, have three thousand transporter patterns for this maxed out officer, and that has to be a lucky pull. Because you get like no. what seven? You get like what seven? You only get like seventy-five transporter 150, patterns. One fifty. So, okay, one is it one fifty? One fifty for epics. So if if I'm getting on an epic, if I'm I'm getting three thousand, that's like I hit an eighteen or a twenty lucky pull. It's not a hundred and ten lucky pull, but yeah, but the, a lucky pull is always going to be the the exact amount of shards to completely unlock an officer. No. No, yes. because I, I yes. no, because yes. I got a luck. I got two lucky pulls uh, in the last month on on officers. I was trying to take T four to T five to unlock, not upgrade. Yes, the the base unlock. So, like, if the officer initially took a hundred shards to unlock, any lucky pull will be a hundred shards. Yes. Uh, but but no, I'm telling. Like, if you actually sit back and calculate, like. I would love for you to take a picture of any time you get what you think is enough transporter patterns to have been a lucky pull, but then actually look at what you can get through the pack and stuff, because you can still, like, aside from, from getting the lucky pull, you can have it where you get more shards than, than so, you know, you can pull, like, three, four shards instead of just one, that sort of thing. Like, uh, but But no way that you're getting... Well, you're not getting 110, 100, no, but you are getting those 18 lucky pulls, and it and it converts to transporter patterns. Well, there's no such thing as a lucky pull that's not a, a set number. If the officer takes from zero to 100, it's always going to be 100. Yeah, 18 would have to be a, an uncommon officer because yeah. even the rares are usually like between 30 and like. 55 yeah. or something like that I don't, but but yeah something like 18 that would have to be an uncommon officer which I guess you can get a lucky pull on them I don't remember it's been so fucking long but those don't those don't convert to transporter patterns those convert to officer experience commons and uncommons don't get transporter patterns oh right 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 yeah so that wouldn't be yeah so what you're doing is you're just getting a shit ton of stuff that you already had so when you pull a chest and you pull an epic officer that you have maxed out, so you get shards, and we get, and you get 150 tra uh, transporter patterns per shard, and you get 3,000 shards. That's the equivalent of 20 shards. What do you call that? You don't call that lucky? No, it's not lucky. You can do that. I do that all the time. All I have to do is go buy faction tokens and unlock faction officers that are already maxed out. Because when I'm pulling shards for officers that aren't maxed out, I'm excited when I get two. You get one, you get two. Maybe in a blue moon, you get three. I'm not getting 20 on epic officers. So when it converts to at 150 per shard, if I get 3,000, that meant I got the equivalent of 20 shards. How is that not a lucky pull? 150 per shard isn't accurate because I literally just went in uh, scrolled over to to con which i have did you spend better yeah spent 1000 to to get one shard which gave me 400 transport patterns so you get 400 per epic 
Maybe maybe it's maybe it's 150 for rare. I thought it was 50 75 for rare. Normally, when I go for a raid on a higher uh, level player, I usually don't try to crack somebody that big unless they have several billion in resources. Yeah, that's just good strategy. Hey, what we're going to do, Tech, let's go ahead and end it here. We're at like two hour mark. Let's do it. And then we'll carry the conversation down to BS, voice chatter after party. Thank you everyone for listening. I hope this has been fun. Please like, subscribe, comment, do all the things social media asks us ask you to do please give us five stars on apple podcasts and uh spotify and um i hope everyone has a good day it's been fun i'm techman 16 i'm kirk i'm andy i taste like i have butter inside okay excellent yeah we'll see you guys next time